1: This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke.
3: Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Thursday, May 4th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you on what has been a frenetic, frantic, hurried Thursday morning here. Almost all day games out of the 10-game Major League Baseball card. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit here, give you my pick at the top of the show in hopes that this podcast gets out quickly enough for you to be able to get it. That is the Orioles on the run line, minus 1.5, half, minus one fifteen against the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, Grayson Rodriguez in this game against Jordan Lyles. Rodriguez, a guy who misses a lot of bats, gets a lot of strikeouts, and despite what I've talked about with the Royals here in terms of their hard hit percentage versus their batting average on balls in play and their batting average, one of the big problems for them is that they strike out a lot, and Grayson Rodriguez is a guy that will rack up strikeouts. Furthermore, the Royals don't walk a whole lot, and that's kind of been one of Grayson Rodriguez's issues here so far this season has been the free pass. Also, look, not a great outcome for us yesterday. Had the first five over in that Orioles Royals game. I believe it was one nothing. Uh, as the Orioles, really weird game. Zach Greinke threw five shutout innings over forty four pitches, uh, and Kyle Gibson went six and two thirds and threw like seventy four pitches. So, I don't know if these teams had a reservation at Joe's or Arthur Bryant's or Q thirty nine or whatever it was, but those two teams yesterday flew through that game at Kauffman Stadium. But the one nice thing for Baltimore, if you're going to lose, get blown out because then you don't have to use your best relievers and guys like Felix Bautista and Yenier Cano, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, Uh, both of those guys well-rested here if we get five or six out of Rodriguez. So Orioles minus one and a half, minus 115, taking on old friend Jordan Lyles. Lyles has given up a bunch of hard contact, wind blowing out today at Kauffman Stadium. He's given up a lot of fly ball contact, especially relative to Grayson Rodriguez, who's been more of a ground ball guy. So that's today's play. The Orioles minus one and a half minus one fifteen. All right. Over at vcin.com, we got our Kentucky Derby betting guide. You can check out our NBA and NHL playoff hubs up there as well. I'll do a shortened show today in hopes of turning this around getting it out quickly to get that play out there. Uh, Hopefully today goes better than the last couple of days have gone as it's been a little bit of a tough stretch here uh, to start the month of May. But we got some new betting tools over at vcin.com. We've got team summaries showing the money line over under and run line stats for the full game for all 30 teams, as well as for the first five for all 30 teams. You can check that out over at vSyn.com. Fortunately, we got a big Friday card coming up and maybe I'll spend a couple of minutes here at the tail end of today's show kind of previewing that Friday card, sort of giving you the chance to maybe get in front of some line movements here. And that is something I do want to talk about on today's show is, you know, overnight you can get some pretty good line value. And again, a couple of the things that are kind of challenging with the article, first of all with day games, I mean, you see what happens today and and I do apologize for that and I apologize for the shortened lead time on that play uh, hopefully it wins if, if it doesn't well maybe the shortened lead time is a good thing but you know that's one of the things that's a little bit challenging with writing the daily article is you know not only am I kind of stuck with looking at sort of the later games being out here in Pacific time but the bigger thing is I have to take whatever line is out there and a lot of the times the lines will be better the night before or possibly better as we get closer to first pitch but I'm kind of locked into the numbers that are out there. So for you, doing your own research, thinking about some of the things that I've suggested in the articles on the podcast, you know, you could maybe jump in on some of these overnight lines and get some value out of some of these games. So a couple of quick tips to kind of look at, you know, again, some of the things I've talked about here on the show, left on base percentage, batting average on balls in play, those are going to lead to higher or lower ERAs than what the advanced metrics say they should be. You're typically going to see line moves on those types of pitchers when you look at the card, and that's typically going to happen overnight and early in the morning. So you could maybe scoop some line value out of looking at those things yourself. The second is just kind of understanding and looking at the trends in the market, and I don't mean betting trends in terms of like this team is 12-2 and in their last 14 games when the sun is shining on a Wednesday afternoon. I don't mean that kind of stuff. I mean looking at kind of the overall market trends, much like you would look at in terms of the stock market, some teams are going to get bet a lot. Some teams are not going to get bet very often. You'll get the Padres, for example. They're a team right now that I feel like a lot of their lines are at the top of the market because you've got Fernando Tatis Jr. back, Joe Musgrove back in the rotation. and In fact, he pitches on Friday here. That offense has really gotten going over the last week to 10 days. That's a team where you're kind of betting them at the top of the market maybe their lines are going up a little bit on the overnights. If you want to fade a team like the Padres, you probably want to wait until closer to first pitch. Similarly, if you want to bet on a team like, you know, say the the Pittsburgh Pirates, let's see what happens with them after coming back down to earth a little bit now in this series against the Rays where, you know, they've kind of been shown, "Hey, look, you're off to a great start, but we wouldn't say you're in the upper echelon." of teams here on major league baseball. And they take on a Toronto team this week who struggle or this weekend who struggled against the Boston Red Sox in this series at Fenway park. So that's one where, you know, it'd be curious to see how the market kind of shakes out for Friday's game. Then you can carry those things over into Saturday and Sunday. Line equity is really, really important in any sport. And if you can pick up on some of these trends on some of these pitchers that the market, just does not like, on some of the pitchers that the market really, really likes that are getting bet up quite significantly. I think about a guy like George Kirby right now for the Mariners. You're kind of at the top of the market on a lot of his lines right now because he's been so good. So you want to look for those buy low, sell high types of points, those you know stock market types of themes, but you also want to try to get out in front of some of these line moves if you possibly can. And a lot of times that will be looking at differences between ERA and FIP looking at you know teams that are getting guys back teams that are getting healthy you know maybe it doesn't quite mean as much you know that they're getting some of these guys back and maybe the market will overreact to some of those things philadelphia phillies are a prime example i think they get bryce harper back but what kind of shape what kind of state is bryce harper in coming off of such a major operation and returning as quickly as he did that's probably going to drive up philadelphia's price a little bit is it deserved I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But at this point in time, we don't know how good Bryce Harper is going to be for the early part of this season. So, you know, just because you get a big name player back doesn't necessarily mean that it should skew the power rating for that team or what the market perception of that team actually is. Coming up here on v Daily Baseball Bets, a look at the rest of the Thursday card to get you ready for some of the late games today.
1: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
4: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake.
2: As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often.
1: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Definitely very much appreciated. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the Orioles run line is the play for today, and I do apologize for the short amount of lead time. I cranked out today's article about as quickly as I possibly could, um, so hopefully it winds up being a winner, uh, but you know, we'll see what happens in that game. A few things I want to talk about on today's card, just sort of in general, one of them being the Chicago Cubs and the Nationals game. This game will have already started by the time the podcast goes out, but Jamison Tyon coming back from a groin issue and... He didn't make any rehab starts, and this is always very concerning to me because you can do sim games, you can do side sessions in the bullpen, all that kind of thing, but nothing I don't think fully simulates actual game action and dealing with the pitch clock and all these different types of things. So I don't really love the fact that Tyon hadn't made a rehab start, and this will be something that pops up. And again, keep in mind, as I've talked about throughout the week here on the show, a lot of pitchers are on the injured list, right? A lot of guys are missing time, and they're going to come back off of maybe one or two rehab starts, maybe no rehab starts, and I think it's tough to just hit the ground running and just automatically assume that these guys are going to be you know, in tip-top shape for these starts that they make. So that'd be a concern with Tyon. We'll see how he winds up pitching today for the Cubs as they take on Patrick Corbin. Corbin's been a little bit better of late. He's probably the betting market's favorite punching bag. People love to bet over team totals against him, love to fade him in any capacity. Uh, we'll see how he does in this start today against the Cubs, the top five offense against lefties. But I just wanted to mention that Corbin's been a little bit better here uh, of late. Braves and Marlins, one of the later games on the card here for today. Dylan Dodd recalled for this start for Atlanta. Jesus Lazardo gets the ball. For the Marlins in this one. And for Dodd, you know, one good start and one bad start. But in his two starts, average exit velocity of 94.7 miles per hour uh, in his start against the Cardinals, then gave up six barrels in his start against the Padres. So just didn't locate well at all. 54.3% hard hit percentage. Marlins at top 10 offense against lefties, although they are missing Garrett Cooper, who is now on the injured list uh with an injury. So You know, for Dodd, a lot of hard contact allowed. Marlins, top 10 offense against lefties. I gave them a lot of thought today. But the problem is, Jesus Lazardo also left-handed. And the Braves, the second best offense in baseball against left-handed pitching. They destroyed Braxton Garrett last night. Lozardo is an objectively better pitcher than Braxton Garrett. But Atlanta is just so dangerous against lefties. And I did, I will say, I waited a little bit for this lineup to come out. Or at least checked back on it as I was writing the article to see if maybe Ronald Acuna Jr. would sit or Austin Riley would sit or something like that. It's pretty much the Braves' regular lineup. So I had to pass on that game. But that is something you could think about as well, especially for these day game cards. If the article's not out, if the podcast isn't out, check the lineups. Whenever they get posted, you get line moves based on that. For example, in the White Sox game today, that line jumped up about 15 cents when the White Sox lineup came out, and Tim Anderson wasn't in it. So that's something you can look at and maybe try to get out in front of before the market completely adjusts when guys are out. Not the case here in the Braves game, but that is something that I think you could take a look at going forward. I mentioned George Kirby already. He and his Seattle Mariners, a massive favorite against the Oakland A's in the minus 255 range. Drew Rasinski gets this start for the A's. He just made his first MLB start since 2015. That had to be a really emotional day for him. Gave up five runs on 11 hits and five and two-thirds against the Reds. Rosinski was a really good pitcher over in the KBO, the Korean Baseball organization, as one of the foreign players on NC's roster. And NC was just a pitching factory uh, over in the KBO while Rasinski was there. Everything's pretty cost-prohibitive about this game. I don't really see a whole lot of things to, to really like in this one. But the one thing I will say is, again, I'm still looking for the Mariners to really get hot. You know, Logan Gilbert's been pitching well, uh, better than his you know, stats would indicate. Kirby's been great. Luis Castillo's really good. The bullpen issues seem to have stabilized a little bit after a lot of workload early on in the season. The Mariners are still a buy team to me. And now they go home and host the Houston Astros. And This is a big series for both teams, kind of the first litmus test from the top two teams from last year. And of course, those two teams did meet in the American League Division Series, where Seattle had that Jordan Alvarez walk-off home run in Game 1, lost the 18-inning game in Game 3 in that sweep, but that's a series that absolutely could have gone in a different direction. Christian Javier and Luis Castillo in Game 1. We'll see what the price looks like on the Mariners, but I may be a player on Seattle in that one. Javier's really, really good. Extreme fly ball guy, should fit well at T-Mobile Park, but I like Luis Castillo, and this Astros team, They've been inconsistent. You know, you've kind of been trying to figure out exactly what it is that, you know, you're kind of looking for there with them. But, you know, look, I mean, at some point they're going to kind of wake up, I would think, in a lot of ways. But for right now, you know, I just kind of look at this team and and they're sort of going through the motions. Will they flip the switch, taking on Seattle? It's a possibility. And that's definitely a really, really good series here to keep in mind. One other game I wanted to mention here for today's show, that is the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. This is one of the latest games. I think uh, the latest game maybe on today's card. Kevin Goswin going for the Blue Jays. Brian Bayo going for Boston in this one here. And, you know, Gossman's been terrific so far this year. 233 ERA, 237 FIP, 38 and two thirds. 54 strikeouts against six walks. Now he's allowed a lot of hard contact. 45.7% hard hit percentage on the season. 322 batting average on balls in play against. Let's see if that hard contact comes to the forefront at some point here, whether it's against Boston or one of, or in one of his upcoming starts, because at some point that has to catch up with you, just allowing that much hard contact. Eventually, it's going to come at the right time. Teams are going to get hits and stuff like that. But to this point, he's been able to work around it and having 54 strikeouts and 38 and two thirds certainly helps. So when you're trying to look to fade ace-level pitchers, you really want to look for teams that put a lot of balls in play along with having a high hard-hit percentage. Though That's about the only spot you can really look for an ace to get knocked around a little bit. Boston makes some decent contact. They put a lot of balls in play. Maybe it happens here today, but that'll be something I'll be looking at. Trying to you know look for spots here in May and June where we can go against some of these aces. Or maybe they just run into a bad start you know, or run into a bad matchup, something like that. That's kind of what I'm looking at here, trying to find some big underdog prices if we can once we get into May and June, because a lot of underdogs do well in April and people know that, but they don't necessarily account for that as much as the spring and the summer go along. All right, quick show here today, trying to get this out as quickly as possible with all the day games. Rate, review, subscribe to VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Would greatly appreciate that. And I'll be back again with another edition of the podcast here on Friday on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets.
0: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,